And that was Welcome to My Church, the National Anthem with Chris Stapleton. I love that one. And the Pledge of Allegiance by the LittleStoryBug.com. I am sitting here on uh, 9.06 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 20th day in the studio live in between Ron's Roost and the closed steak and shake with Lisa Eibold, who is running for Oak Hills School District uh, Board of Education. Uh, Lisa, welcome. Thank you, Paul, for having me on the show. Absolutely. Uh, and if you tuned in a couple weeks ago, we had uh, Brian uh, stop by and put, uh, if you've uh, driven past the studio, you see this big, huge sign that says Lisa Eibold. And uh, I told her this morning when she pulled up that she is on my mind every day uh, because you cannot miss that sign unless you have a white stick with a red tip. So, well, welcome. I, I, I am really excited about this because obviously uh, we talked just a little bit uh, when you first got here about the importance of school board. So let's just kind of jump in right away. And uh, Lisa, what made you decide that you wanted to do this? Well, I didn't come up with this idea on my own. Someone approached me and asked me if I would consider running, and I really wanted to just say no, but I prayed about it, which is what I do, and when I prayed about it, I heard the Lord telling me that running for school board was his answer to my prayer. You see, uh, Brian and I, we have a a daughter that uh, just moved into the district. She sold her home in May, and uh, they have four boys, and they were going to a small um, faith-based school. And moving into the district, I began to pray uh, for their transition and for the future of Oak Hills, because I know uh, private school or is quite different than public school. All three of our daughters are graduates from Oak Hills High School, and it's been nine years since our baby graduated and things have changed a lot in the world. So I began to pray and uh, I really did not think God was going to answer my prayer by telling me to run for Oak Hill School Board, but that's what I felt him saying to me. So I pretty much could not say no to the creator of the universe. And here I am. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, when you say what you say, those words you say, like uh, you prayed about, upon it. And you get this answer, and did, did you go, what? I did, and I really tried to fight it, but uh, the Holy Spirit dwelling within me would not let me say no, so I had to say yes. How many times did you say no before you said yes? In my brain? Uh, I don't even know. It was uh, constantly over two weeks, just this, is, this can't be. I felt like Moses uh, when God asked him <laughs> to lead his uh, people out of Egypt, and he said he couldn't speak, and no, you know, he was not the guy. That was me. I did not want what? to say yes. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it is a reoccurring thing for people that I talk to, that when, when it comes, if you're fighting it and you're fighting it, all of a sudden, then it, you become miserable. Yes. In, I, in I, a sense. I felt, you know, uh, God was not going to leave me alone. And, and I, have, I have found in the past, when I pray about something and God gives me an answer, it's in my best interest to be obedient. Otherwise, it's probably not going to go real well for me. So <laughs> I, I knew he was calling me to this task. And uh, he has put everybody in my path. Um, 
you know, to help me with my campaign. And I'm just trusting him. And if it's his will for me to be on the school board, well, I'm going to be on the school board. Right, right. Well, I think you're going to be on the school board, to be honest with you. I, I feel really good about it. I think um, you got a really cool looking sign that sticks out. Your name sticks out. It smiles just like <laughs> you smile. And uh, uh, one, one, imp- so that of why, the why is basically you realize the things have changed drastically in our schools. Um, but it hasn't changed overnight or in the past five it has been a slow change we were kind of talking about that that's that is our world has changed our um people have changed and they started with the kids i think 50 years ago i think it's been a 50-year transition and now we're just seeing the insanity of it all um would you agree to that statement at all that the children they're vital. We, we, it's vital that people that the way the world is today has come about because of the, the infiltration of the schools and taking over the children. Because then those children become adults. Then those children become uh, teachers, lawyers, doctors, uh, uh, professors. And now we have to reverse it. And it's going to take a long time. And but we got to start now. Absolutely. I I don't feel that it started at such a a young age. It seemed more at the college level um, Mm -hmm. that the indoctrination started. And, you know, you raise your children up with certain values and they go off to college and they come out and they think completely different. And it seems like that is starting at a much younger age now. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I, I like to study... Uh, world history, uh, Hitler specifically, and actually Brian and I talked about it. Um, it was genius how they take the kids first, because then they do become like the college professors. They become the the teachers at the high school level. They become that where they start to really indoctrinate them. And uh, I am just happy to see that you are getting involved because we have to get involved on a local level. What would, what would you say, is there a specific issue in the Oak Hills School District that you are more concerned with? Is there something specific? I don't think necessarily specific. When I, when I entered this race, I wasn't really on top of everything that was going on in the schools. I just knew the world had changed. And, you know, if the world's changed, our schools have probably changed as well. But the more I learn, it seems like um, discipline is one of the biggest issues in the Oak Hill School District. The report cards came out, and um, last week, Oak Hill scored a four out of five, which is better than most districts. And I I would love to see Oak Hills get to a five academically. Uh, That's their overall score. But from what I'm hearing, it seems like discipline just across the board all three of our girls, I, I didn't mention, they, they are all school teachers. Uh, one of them teaches in the district. Um, and I've been hearing for years just about the discipline problem. So it starts at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids come to school and there's just a lot of behavior issues. And the teachers spend a lot of time dealing with that versus um, being able to educate our right. youth. Right. 
I have uh, two cousins that teach in the Cincinnati School District. And they, they just call it a war zone. It's a war zone. They, they can't do anything. And like you said, it is at home, right? But then all of a sudden, the kids come into the class, and you can't teach if you're constantly um, battling bad behavior or things of that nature. What, what do you think the answer is there for what would be the tweak? Golly, I wish I knew. I mean, it's just lack of respect. And that, that comes in all areas of our world. I mean, they, uh, kids don't respect their parents. They don't respect the teachers. They don't respect law enforcement. My husband's a retired uh, police sergeant. And, you know, just everything out there with defunding the police. And, uh, you know, uh, there's just no respect for authority. And uh, it has to start at home uh, at a young age. Um, they, they need discipline. And I, I don't know the answer to that. It, the task is monumental, really. I, because you're talking about there has to be societal changes that just don't seem to be coming. Because that, like you said, uh, I mean, they're, they're told every day that the police suck. They're told every day that they have the right to do whatever they want to do or be whomever they want to be, um, you know, or act, I mean, act out things. Um, so that's a monumental task of how you put this, you know, I'm 59 years old. I talk all the time about, you know, getting paddled and uh, things of that nature. Now, some people say, well, that's barbaric, but, you know, we pretty much flew straight. I'm not saying they got to come back with whacking your kid, but, you know, what do they come back with? How, how do they do it? Because you can't send the kids home. I mean, I grew up in public. I went to a public school, yeah. um, graduated from Western Hills High School. And uh, yes, we got SWATs if right. we didn't behave. And I never got one because I did not want a SWAT. <laughs> I don't think that's the same for my husband. But right, yeah, um, I'm sure Brian and I were both beat the hell back. <laughs> But there has to be discipline, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, staying after school, uh, washing the chalkboards. I don't even know if they have chalkboards anymore. Right. Probably not. Probably, probably whiteboards. Not. Yeah. Um, there, there has to be discipline. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my understanding is, uh, and, and I believe, you know, parents need to be informed about everything and need to be involved. But I also believe that parents need to respect the teachers uh, the kids get it from their parents and if little Johnny gets a detention and the teacher is up there at school and, and says to, and says you know he, oh he didn't do anything wrong he's not staying after the school after school today I mean what do you do when right. when the parents resist the yeah. discipline yeah 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 it, it you know it is monumental uh, it, it really is I, I watch so, for those of you who don't know, the studio is right in between Ron's Roost and Close Steak and Shake and Bridgetown Middle School is right up the street. And I, I see things from these kids that just blow me away. You know, they congregate at Walgreens. They don't move when people try to get in. So, again, it is just a respect thing. We're going to have a weed whacker uh, <laughs> going off. I got the garage door open. Uh, if it gets too loud, I will close the garage door. I always like to have the door open. So um, it'll be interesting to see what you pitch out there or how, how that gets reversed. I, you know, can you force parents to 
come into the meetings, to the things. We, we already know that, you know, so many schools, and I don't know how Oak Hills District is, but we already know that it is hard to get the parents to come in and participate in like uh, meet the teachers and things of that nature. Do you mandate it somehow? I, I think there needs to be some sort of, I don't know, incentive, mandate, something, because studies show that parents who are involved their children are better behaved, they have um, better social skills, they, they do better academically, just all around. And uh, uh, I think that's one of the biggest problems is lack of parental involvement. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily intentional. Mm -hmm. You know, you got a lot of single moms and single dads out there, and, you know, they're doing everything they can to make ends meet and working. And, you know, it, I'm sure it's a struggle to have the time yeah getting them into the building is is vital i think that's a, you know our kids all went to private school and that was one of the reasons is the parental involvement and things like that um i think that's the difference when people say you know whether it's a catholic education or any private school why why are they so more uh, often advanced and it is because of the involvement but you're paying good money i mean the last two years my uh, kids were at uh, Elder uh, Mackenzie and Alex. Uh, Alex was at Elder. Mackenzie was at um, St. Ursula. And uh, Olivia was at St. Ursula Villa. It was costing $35,000 a year to send the kids to school. So, hell yeah, you're going to be there. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know. Absolutely. You're going to be there. So, you know, um, I think one of the biggest issues with uh, public school is there's really absolutely no skin in the game uh but the parents don't realize they are paying taxes so there is skin in the game uh but there's no outward you know writing a check to a school uh, so i don't know how you increase that involvement with those parents without um you said incentivizing um i mean do you pay them to come do you i don't know i i don't know either there yeah. has to be something that's something that i need to to be thinking about praying about so let's move on to uh, one. Actually, I'm going to spin a song here real quick um, that we're working on called We Got Your Six. It's I'll be back in 359. I'm going to shut the garage door. I think the weed whacker is going to get closer. So I'm going to close the garage door. So uh, uh, here's a, a song we're working on for homeless vets. Uh, so far, we've raised $16,000 to give to Easter Seals uh, Redwood to help uh, vets that are in trouble and homeless vets. And uh, so this is We Got Your Six. It's not the uh, final mix at all, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and spin it so I can close the door. Be back in 359. America, land of the free. Why do you let your soldiers lay in the streets? You send billions overseas. How do you do this so consciously? The time has come to stand up now. Proclaim clear and loud. We got your six. Respect, my friend, you put your life in our hands and we felt you in the end. What I'm trying to say is I appreciate you. They leave you stripped of your dignity, obliterating. 
The strength you once displayed has dissipated. You're the fighter we once trusted to keep us liberated. We let you fade into the streets. Laying on the ground, you held us up. We let you down. It's a national disgrace the way we just stand by and watch the greatest of these warriors die by suicide. You took a note. You raised your hand. You made a promise. We understand. We got you sick. We got you sick. Welcome back. Welcome back. Tango Yank. Tango Yank. And that's a fact. And that's a fact. We got you sick. We got you sick. Welcome back. Welcome back. Tango Yank. Tango Yank. And that's a fact. And that's a fact. We got you sick. Land of the free. Why do you let your soldiers lay in the streets? Send billions overseas. How do you do it so consciously? This epidemic must now come to an end. It's time to pay up, no cashing in. Wipe the blood off your hands and make amends. No more sacrificing flesh of our women and our men. Get them off the streets. It's time to provide. Give them back the lot that they left behind. It's not a handout that they want. It's compassion that they need the way it's supposed to be. In the land of the free, we got your six. We got your six. Welcome back. Welcome back. Tango Yankee. Tango Yankee. And that's a fact. And that's a fact. We got your six. We got your six. Welcome back. Welcome back. Tango Yankee. Tango Yankee. And that's a fact. And that's a fact. We got your six. America, land of the free. Why do you let your soldiers lay in the streets? Send billions overseas How do you do it so consciously? The time has come to stand up now Proclaim clear and loud We got your six solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and those appointed over me, according to the regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. And that was the pre-release mix of We Got Your Six. We got a little bit of work going on there. I got the, some military guys, active duty guys coming in on uh, Monday. Going to recite the oath, uh, the pledge, uh, at the end of the song. So I'll have five or six uh, active duty military actually reciting that. And uh, I was just uh, informing Lisa we're up to 16 sponsors now on the shirt. So that's $16,000 we've already raised. Uh, and we haven't really hit the ground even trying. I need 11 more to get to the 26. But I am talking with Lisa Eibold. She is running for Oak Hills uh, School Board. Uh, we were talking just a little bit about uh, some of the issues uh, that she's seeing. Uh, she's got uh, th- uh, how many grandchildren are going to be in the schools? Well, we have four that are enrolled right now, four grandsons. And we have soon to be three granddaughters. Our middle daughter is expecting and doing about three weeks with right. the third granddaughter. And they're all three of the granddaughters are uh, under school age. They're, right. they're little. Well, and 
it's so important that uh, what you're doing for the for the ones that aren't in the schools yet to start reversing some of the trends and or getting involved. So for people who think they're going to overthrow the United States government, you're out of your mind. Start at the local level, and that's basically what you're doing. Starting at the starting at the grassroots of of the schools. Do you see anything in particular, like in the earlier, you, we've talked kind of on the high school level, I think, a little bit, but uh, on the lower levels that can be done um, to implement some of the stuff like you're talking about, like with the parental involvement, uh, you know, if we get them in the, in the beginning grades, get the parents more involved there, and maybe that trails them up. Is there something that can be done in the lower grades, you think? Something creative? Well, again, that's something to, to consider how to get the parents involved because it, you know, if you don't start when they're young, I mean, behavioral issues, they just spiral out of control by the time they hit middle school and high school. Mm -hmm. it, it starts at an early age and, and literacy starts at an early age. I mean, it, it compiles. Mm -hmm. So if, if they're not doing what they need to be doing in elementary school, it, it's really too late by the time they're, they're playing catch up. Let me throw you a, a fastball real quick question on, you know, one of the things that I see and witness are these kids with these, uh, with their cell phones. Uh, there have been a lot of school districts lately coming up in the news that are just absolutely banning cell phones in schools. And it's getting a lot of push, uh, pushback, of course. How do you feel about something like that? Like, because I, I watch these kids from Bridgetown. I mean, they, they, they don't even look up. These kids are all, they know where their feet are all the time because they're staring down constantly. Is that a possible? Well, it would probably cause World War III. And it, uh, I don't know how to go back, but I think that we should. I, my children uh, didn't have cell phones. I mean, they're older now, but I remember our oldest daughter um, getting her cell phone when she was 16 years old. And I don't think the other ones got them until they were at least teenagers or, or close to driving age. And now uh, one of the little neighbor boys was over visiting with our grandsons on the weekend when we had them. Six years old had a cell phone. Right. Kids do not need cell phones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, with all of the, um, with the internet on there and everything that they're exposed to, I think it's terrible. I really do think that they should ban them from school. Yeah. That, that could be something, one of your first tasks is, <laughs> is to talk about that because we already know the phone has been designed, Facebook, Twitter, Twatter, Splashbook, or whatever the hell you want to call them. They have been designed to hold your attention. They have been designed to make you addicted. And if the kids already have a behavioral problem and then they're not paying attention because they got phones in their pockets or whatever, it might not be a bad idea to just say they're not allowed i would say in the damn building or they have to be stowed in a a locker or something like that but again you will get pushed back from parents. well i need to know where johnny's getting out of what you know what i mean um so that could be a, a task so i just wanted wondered what your opinion would be of that well i mean i just think that cell phones for kids my goodness and social media I think it's a terrible thing it just bullying is such a problem and 
it, it's always been a problem, but when I was in school, there was no such thing as a cell phone. Now, kids can't get away from the bullying on social media. It's, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just not a fan. Well, I will give one, I will make one point on uh, social media and cyberbullying. If we actually taught our kids how to turn something off, then you stop the bullying. It, it, they they are they they don't really realize you got somebody whacking on you turn it off and don't read it who gives a crap i think we actually need to start teaching kids to have just a little bit of backbone for themselves of sta- you know don't sit and stare at it you're you're allowing that to happen to you but that's my own opinion um that's my own opinion. well i i think they learn it from their parents i have to say i've been guilty myself i mean think about when you read a post that you're just outraged by and then you start reading the comments and right. you just sit there and you you just dive in and read more and more and it just makes you angry so i i try not to it's do like that. self-inflicted wounds it, it right? is it, it's it's terrible and yeah. it's a time waster we yeah. could be doing so many more things yeah the um oak hills i'm going to switch gears just a little bit oak hills we oak hills seems to score pretty low on the number of graduates that end up going into the trades and going to trade on the trade schools. Um, that is a massive problem in my opinion right now. The trades, I was just talking to Mike Riley of Riley Plumbing. They're starving for human beings and these are high paying j- careers. I mean, I don't know if you've had to call a plumber lately, but you know, I, I, you can go get a prostate exam and it's gonna cross about the same as your plumber to come and fix your toilet. I mean. So you got a doctor on one hand and a plumber on the other, and they're both driving nice cars, living a, a good life. Is there some, do you see a, a, a thing that you can do on the board to help better educate parents on the importance of um, getting kids to go to trade school as opposed to spending $70,000 for a college degree in communications and ending up working at McDonald's? Well, I agree with you, Paul. I think that it is a problem and there is a shortage. Uh, I sell real estate for a living and we are desperate uh, buyers and sellers always looking for plumbers, electricians, carpenters, uh, you you name it. And it's always been my understanding those trades just seem to be um, looked down upon. I feel like it was always there's the push for Uh, going to a university and you have to get a college degree and well one that's not for everybody there's so many uh, young adults that are not able to purchase homes because they have so many they're just buried in student debt and they're not making the money to uh, pay off the debt that the college cost and uh, so I think that it needs to be um I think people need to encourage that. And, and not just that, but e- even like cosmetology school. Right. For example, uh, my hairdresser probably makes more than all three of my daughters. Right. And uh, they have degrees, uh, even uh, master, two of them have master's degrees. And she went to uh, vocational school in high school. She went to Diamond Oaks, yeah. got out of there, started doing hair right away. I mean, hairdressers make a lot of money. And right. And I, I help pay them, so right, <laughs> I right, know. Right. Um, I, I think that it should be encouraged. I think you know, um, maybe have more you know job fairs and 
you know, uh, plumbers or uh, electric companies come in and, and, and talk to the students. Uh, instead of just shadowing and going and visiting um, colleges, visiting trade schools, I, right. I think that that should be promoted. I think I, I, when I was talking to Mike, and I've talked to a lot of people in the car business because the car business, uh, you know, mechanics and things like that, they're, they're, the only way they find mechanics now basically is they go steal them. They steal them from another dealership, right? So that's included in the trades. And, you know, uh, you bring up some, I'm going to back up just a little bit, like Diamond Oaks. Yes, Oak Hills has Diamond Oaks. I went to Diamond Oaks. Um, but there are so many, so Oak Hills has that for the high schooler. But there are people that go to traditional high school. They may not go to the vocational school. But as they're, as they're growing out of Oak Hills High School, traditional high school, um, more influence towards going into the trades is what I see. And I was talking to Mike, I said, I would love to put together a program or see a program within like Bridgetown Middle School or even lower grades where the dialogue with the parents starts happening. Because if the parents then uh, start to realize that if their child goes into HVAC or plumbing, electrician, mechanics, hairdressing, whatever, and they start to look at the money that these people are making and they are great livings and there is a, a, an enormous shortage, maybe then the trend would start when the parent starts to recognize their kid has a mechanical aptitude. Instead of saying, go to school and become an engineer, which there's a 46% dropout rate anyway in college and they still have the debt, Maybe they graduate and then get an apprenticeship or go and into a uh, more like a trade college uh, type thing. Maybe some sort of program like that. I'd love you. I'd love to see you push on something like that. I, I think it, there's definitely a need for that. Yeah. I mean, we certainly need engineers and doctors and lawyers, but I mean, we we need people to work on our cars and yeah. fix our air conditioning and cut our hair and, and bake us some cookies. Uh, so. Right, yeah. So, and, and I think it just comes at, uh, again, uh, pushing that pushing that information towards the parents uh, that they understand that a plumber can make, you know, a lot, a lot of money. Uh, an electrician can make a lot, a lot of money and have a great career and a great life. And uh, so that's where I'm at on that. So, um I have some I have some hot topic questions. Uh, if you are open to me asking them, I uh, one thing understand people. My opinion is not Lisa's eyeballs opinion. So what comes out of my mouth is my responsibility. So you can pass on the question or you can go with the question. But one thing that is really disturbing me uh, in our schools is. I'm not going to call it a left agenda or a right agenda, right? A Democrat or a Republican. This is about our children at young ages being exposed to things like transgender ideologies and things of this nature. It is a hot topic all over the United States, all over the world of the age groups that all of a sudden are being exposed. Do you have any feelings on that? yourself of battling this stuff and i'm going to say crap coming into schools well let me just say i believe that 
there are two genders. God made male and he made female and he doesn't make mistakes. So I, I think, you know, there are, there always has been those who, I don't know, maybe had those feelings. You know, I think we're all created in the image of God and everyone should be loved and valued. But I don't think all of this transgender business should be encouraged. Uh, and I feel like it's a trend. It's a fad. I, I know middle school is a really tough age. It was the most difficult difficult age for um, our girls. And uh, they just want to fit in. And I think, you know, they just, uh, they're just jumping on that bandwagon. And, uh, you know, it's just sad to me that adults, professionals, doctors uh, are encouraging this behavior. I, I just don't think that it should be encouraged. I think it's between the student, you know, the, our youth and, and their parents, but I don't think it should be promoted or encouraged. Mm -hmm. uh, I really think it should be discouraged. Mm -hmm. It. It's getting to the kids at such an early age now that, you know, one of my, I mean, you're seeing eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds and, you know, what would that be? You know, second grade, third grade, being exposed. Um, you, you can't throw a dead cat without seeing a, a video of a, of a grade school having uh, transvestites come in and perform or whatever. Um, will you stand stand firm against that kind of crap oh, coming into the schools? Absolutely. I mean, there there's bills right now. I don't know if they're in the the House or the Senate, but there's a bill right now about preventing uh, drag queen shows in schools. Yeah. I I think that um, books, I'm not one for banning books, but right. I think that there is no place for these inappropriate books in our school libraries. I, I think that the parents uh, are not able to be there with their children, especially young children, to choose appropriate books. Therefore, you know, if, if they're in the public library, that's one thing, but I don't believe that they belong in our school libraries whatsoever. From what I can, from what I've been able to uh, find out through my connections in Oak Hills, uh, through teachers that I know, uh, in the grade school levels, the books that are questioned like uh, genderqueer, uh, that are hot topic books right now. I mean, hell, I, that book can't even be read in, in, uh, uh, township meetings. It can't be read aloud. They, they will shut you down. You read it aloud, but we're allowed to read it to the kids. Doesn't make sense at all. But from what I understand that those books are not in Oak Hills middle school, you know, the lowers, but they are in the high schools. Uh, they are in the high schools. So, uh, I'm not into banning anything, but I also, um not I don't think that's appropriate to even be in a school. I don't think Absol that's the school's job. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, think about this. You know, there are ratings to go see a movie. You you have to be 17. Um you know, high school, you start going to high school when you're 14 years old. Yeah. How can you check out an R-rated book? I mean, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. I I I hope I hope that you have um you know, your sword ready and your shield, you know, you have your armor in God. Uh, I, I hope you do, because I think, uh, again, I don't believe, I, I think Oak Hills is a, a decent school system. 
I don't see a lot of really goofy stuff coming out of there. Um, so like in some of the schools, districts in you know, California and Oregon and things like that. But you have your work cut out for you most definitely. Well, it's in the world. You know, I, yeah. I'm not, I, I'm proud to live in Oak Hills. I, I sell a lot of real estate in Oak Hills and, and that's one of the main reasons why buyers purchase property in Delhi and Green Township is because Oak Hills is a great school district. Um, our girls had a, an excellent experience there. And comparatively, you know, I think they're doing very well compared to the other schools, but we, we need to keep keep it that way. Right, right. Uh, I'm going to ask you uh, maybe a couple more questions. I want to be respectful of uh, your time. Actually, we're coming up. I didn't, I, the time has just flown by. Um, one issue that uh, I see um, that has probably been very much the cause of kids that um, maybe are a little less concerned with the way our politics go is the total lack of world history knowledge. It almost seems that it's been totally erased world history, like the Hitlers, the Stalins, the education of our children to know what evil can actually come from giving up your freedom. You know, so often kids, people that are in the like 18 to 30 years old group I that I talk to seem to not really be concerned with their freedoms being taken away as long as they get something free from the government. Um, do you know what I mean? They, they don't really seem concerned with it. They don't, they just go, eh, no big deal. Um, you know, like the, the imposition during the scamdemic of shutting them down and taking, tearing them out of school. Eh, no big deal. It's no big deal, right? Um, would you think that we should start encouraging kids, uh, and I would say at the middle school grades, to, uh, you know, beefing up the world history and the things like that in our schools again? Well, I... I do know that they learn about it because I did check out the curriculum at the Ohio Department of Education mm -hmm. and they do take world history and civics. I think the problem is some of the other stuff that's going on in the world is drowning that out and all the entitlement and just, you know, the world we're in now is not what it used to be. Mm -hmm. I, I have been, been really disturbed when I talk to young people and ask them. And uh, again, I told you, I, I'm just been, I'm mesmerized by Hitler and what happened there. The, that, that is just the grossest thing I've ever, uh, it's hideous how that happened, how the world allowed that to happen. And basically one man was able to pull that off. Um, but my point being, I'm amazed when I ask, have you ever watched the movie Schindler's List? The well, amount of people that say no. Well, I have to confess, I've not seen the whole thing through. And I'll tell you, I'm not one to watch a lot of TV or a lot of movies. I did watch The Passion of the Christ, right. and that was just so horrific, what Jesus did for all of us. Um, it, it's hard to watch. I know about what happened, and I know about Hitler, but to watch it, just like this new movie that's out, Sound of Freedom, I hear great reviews about that, and I would gladly give to that type of a project, 
but it's it's difficult to watch because you really you can just turn on the news and see what's happening and and mm-hmm. you know it, it's hard to watch my 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 passion for educating kids on that is and I it is hard to watch I mean I've watched it four or five times it's hard I watch it to remember I watch it to understand you know so when our politicians start doing the things that they're doing and people go it could never happen it'll never happen no it does happen and it has happened and it we're going about the kids that's how it happened they got the kids that's why I love you running for uh, the school board they got the kids again wow. and it's happening history repeats itself I mean that that is a true statement yeah so I would personally like to see uh, that. Now, I got one other question for you real quick before I cut you loose. And this comes from my buddy Steve Cox. I told you uh, Steve uh, picks up his uh, uh, grandson here, uh, Caleb, uh, every day after school. Um, great great grand. He's a good grandpa. Comes here and, and picks up his son. But when I told him I was uh, interviewing you, he, was, he was, got really excited. And he said, I've got some, I've got some questions for her. And I said, well, give me, give me one. Now you, I'm going to ask you the question and it may be something that becomes homework, but, um, he wants to know, I guess the district received $13 million in COVID relief, uh, funds. And he wants to know what paperwork the district. Do you happen to know the deal that they had to make with the devil to get that? I, I do know a little bit about the COVID funds, and I, I found about found out about it earlier this year. I served on a uh, financial advisory committee and was presented a very detailed PowerPoint of the um, fiscal health of the Oak Hill School District and, and how their money is spent. And I was unaware until I sat in on this PowerPoint about even receiving the COVID funds. But that was, you know, handed down from the government, just like everybody else got all these checks during the time. Uh, Oak Hills received uh, the COVID funds and they are about to run out. Um, But it was, you know, so many people say, oh, well, the levy that, you know, was on the ballot a few years ago that didn't pass. No big deal because the school has just operated just fine and they must have not needed that money. How did they keep going? Well, that was a Band-Aid and that really helped the school district keep going. Nobody wants their taxes to go up, um, you know, but everybody wants a great school district and, and everybody needs a great school district because even if you don't have kids in the schools, you mentioned your kids went to parochial, there's empty nesters in the district. When you have a great school district, it helps property values stay strong for every property owner. And um, I know everybody was shocked to see their new valuations uh, that they just got from the county. And uh, hopefully uh, with the increase in valuation, uh, property valuations with the taxes, hopefully that will keep the district again from maybe having to do a levy. Um, But that money was much needed and, and, and spent I believe spent wisely. I, I've heard how the money is spent at Oak Hills, and I think they're very um, responsible. Okay. So, do you know were there any um, were there any conditions 
placed on that money that might have compromised the school district in any way, shape, or form? I'm not aware of any. I can't say that there okay. weren't any. You mean like how the money had to be used? Right. That I do not know. Um, but from viewing the presentation, it seems, you know, Oak Hills is the largest employer in you know, Green and Delhi Township. I mean, most of their money is is used for salaries, and um, they're they're very responsible as far as uh, the amount of money spent per pupil. And and Oak Hills produces. I mean, you get a good return on your investment. I mean, they're they're responsible in their spending, and the kids are scoring well on their test. So, you know, I don't see. The waste. I hear people talk about it, but I would say everybody needs to view this PowerPoint and see how the money is spent. And, and you want to spend it on good quality teachers. I mean, I, I, I don't think you could ever pay a teacher enough money. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put up with a lot. And if you don't have great teachers, your kids aren't going to learn anything. So, right. Right. so uh, any last comments or questions uh, or uh, things? I mean, uh, uh, well, I'll ask one more um, question. Why, why, why should I, why should I vote for you? Well, you know, I always wonder about the motivation for people running for school board. And I can tell you, it's not for the money. Um, it, it, I won't say it's completely volunteer, but it's, it's such a low amount. I think they, they give school board members $125 once a month for a meeting. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of money. Um, it actually probably will cost me money. But oh, yeah, sure. so why the motivation for me, you know, I, I have grandchildren in the district and a daughter that teaches in the district. I live and work in the district. So I really care that uh, people want to live here and that we have a great school district. And, you know, I I have morals. I have values. You know, most importantly, I'm a Christ follower and just upholding just uh you know, good conservative beliefs and um, implementing those in the, the school district. I, fair enough. And uh, one one last comment I'm going to, or one last statement I'm going to make. So uh, I was looking at the clubs that Oak Hills has, and they have a plethora of clubs at Oak Hills and in the schools, right? And uh, But I didn't find a single club that had anything to do with faith or spirituality, Um what say you on that? Is there, uh, do you know, is that by design they won't allow it? Or um, there's not a single club that I could find on their website that had anything to do with faith and or spirituality. I guess that doesn't surprise me because of the separation of church and state. Um, I do know um, back when my girls were in school, you know, there were, um, I, I think maybe churches or in the area that it offered things afterwards that they could go maybe not on the school property, but promoted programs or even had, um, you know, gathering around the flagpole for prayer and different things like that. I, I think that that would be something maybe for churches in the area to see if they could somehow promote that within the school. I don't know if they can do it on school grounds, but. I, or somebody from the school board demanding that they get rid of all the other clubs. Uh, especially the LMNOPQRSTUV HYZ oh, club they have. I was not aware of that club. Oh, yeah. So uh, they got all kinds of clubs. 
Well, and uh, why not a God club? Well, why not a spirituality club? I so I just maybe trick bagged you on that one, but yeah, yeah it's you know what um, we were talking we were talking about uh, fixing the kids and um, you know spirituality. You notice I said spirituality. I didn't, didn't say religion. I didn't say a religious club, a spirituality club of some sorts or something because they. Go look up the list of the clubs they have. They got some pretty damn interesting clubs that actually don't belong on the campus either. Wow. Uh, if God's not allowed on the campus or the universe or spirituality, then I say yank the other clubs. Well, I was not aware of that, Paul. When I mm-hmm. think of clubs, I think of, you know, like Spanish club and, and um, you know, chess club and things like that. I, I don't think that there is any reason to have uh, those controversial type clubs in there and if you can have them you certainly could have a faith-based club because i i think that's what's missing my brother kenny's got uh the basketball teams and stuff like that at western hills high school uh praying before the games and praying before their meals and doing things like that at western hills high school and uh it came down to he said you have this club this club this club this club and we got a god club and if you want my money you just shut up and they shut up and they let those boys pray on uh, at, at basketball games, so I, I love um, that because yeah. you don't see. I mean, you see it on the news, yeah. um, getting in trouble for doing things like that. Yeah. And if you can't have God, you certainly shouldn't be having any other um, letters of the alphabet. Club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Lisa Ibel, thank you so much for joining me. It is now uh, nine fifty-five a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I uh, will. Um, I'm going to put it on autopilot after I spin a little foggy dew. You guys know I love me some foggy dew by nine castle close. So I'm going to spin this up. Uh, Lisa, we wish you the best. If you want to come back on anytime as you get closer to uh, uh, election day and talk or once you're on the board, which you will be, uh, if you want to come in and share some messages or things like that or take questions. If anybody has any questions for Lisa in the future, Uh, Go ahead and just text me uh, or you can get in the app and send me some questions. This will re-air at 3 o'clock this afternoon and then at 8 o'clock and then uh, tonight. And then we'll be in the app under Past Talks. So thank you very much for coming in, Lisa. I appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. And can I give my website real quick? Oh, gosh, yeah. You know what? (laughs) How can, number one, how can they uh, uh, reach you and how can they support you? Okay, so I have a website. It is iBold, um, I-B-O-L-D, the number four, Oak Hills, O-A-K-H-I-L-L-S.com, iBold4OakHills.com. And on that website, you can donate. If you would like to support me financially, you can request a yard sign. Um, or a big old sign. <laughs> exactly. And... Uh, or to just uh, knock on doors, pass out literature, or help work the polls. Uh, I know I'll need a lot of volunteers for Election Day. And I am, for those of you who are on Facebook on social media, you can find me at Lisa Eibold for Oak Hill School Board. There you go. So do all those things. And uh, uh, I think you should come here uh, when school gets uh, out. And go and knock on these cars of these parents that park in my parking lot (laughs) and introduce yourself. That's what you need to do there. That's for sure, for sure. So here's a nine castle close foggy dew. Then I'll turn it over to the autopilot. Thank you again, Lisa, for coming in. And here you go, foggy dew.
the thing. 